What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It gives me great pleasure to welcome you back once again to Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rowe Show, a time of recording. It is 7.35, right? 7.31 p.m. on Monday, October 22nd, 2018. And with me here in Roslindale, Massachusetts, is first time, long time first time, Corey Asman. Say hi to the people. Hey, AJ. Real happy to be here. Real excited. Been looking forward to this I'm, for a while. I'm so amped that you're on right now. You've listened to the pod before, uh, and... We came up with the idea of doing a pod centered around the three questions that are going to be on the ballot for voters in Massachusetts in a couple of weeks. And uh, you are, uh, you, you said in your own words, you said, I'm not an expert, but proficient in talking about what the questions mean, which is the level that uh, I'm striving for because I'm someone who just looked up the questions today. And I'm assuming that a lot of the people who are going to be voting don't are nowhere near proficient in knowing what these questions are about, right? Yeah, you know, it's it's some real important stuff, and not a lot of people have either the time or interest to really kind of dive into them. Uh, and there's some really important stuff that have some pretty uh, interesting consequences. I look forward to that conversation. Briefly, before we touch on that, as I ask all my podcast guests, Corey, how was your day? You know, AG, it was a fantastic day. I woke up this morning <laughs> knowing we made these plans. I was like, today is the day I get to go on Fighting Fire with Fire. So excited. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> Um, and it's good stuff. And and uh, you, we, I gave you a little tour, not only the house but of Roslindale. We had some Village Sushi and Grill shout out. We had mm. uh, old friend of the pod Robbie Vidal was on. We were having a good convo, partially about these questions and about sort of the government writ large. But I'm glad you had a good day. I'm glad that you woke up thinking about coming on Fighting Fire with Fire. It's cool. Just shy of our hundredth episode. So. For those of you who uh, are not in Massachusetts, we apologize if this conversation doesn't strictly apply to you and what you may or may not be voting for in the midterms. We hope that you're voting. Whether you're in Massachusetts or not, we hope everybody's voting. And we hope if you haven't registered to vote that you will register to vote. Um, But these questions, I think, are worth talking about even if you're not in Massachusetts. I think they speak to some bigger things. Um, And I want to dive right into what I think is sort of the muddiest and hardest to parse out question, and that's question one. Corey, do you want to sort of lay down the, the SparkNotes version of it? Or, or And then we can go into the it more in depth? Sure. Uh, so basically, question one is about whether or not to implement a government regulation to require a certain staffing ratio of nurses to patients. So basically, however many patients there are in a certain hospital, there have to be a certain number of nurses to take care of them, and they can't go over the limit. So you can't assign, like, 12 crazy ER patients to one nurse because then, you know, people slip up and they're dangerous situations. So it's limiting the amount... Not, so it's putting a limit on the amount of patients any given nurse can have. Yes. Yes. Uh, and I, I'm assuming that uh, there are two sides to this. So what, for, from, what, why, why is that a good thing? Why is that a bad thing? So, I mean, people are going to tell you on both sides. Right. Um, right. So I, I'd like to hear whether, yeah. whether you believe in them or not. I'd love to hear what both sides of the argument are. Yeah, so it's a pretty muddy argument, um, and it goes kind of all over the place mm-hmm. in every single way, both involving actual policy and not. Um, the biggest things people say is that it increases patient increases patient safety. Um, you know, when you have one nurse that's been working on a 12-hour shift, mm-hmm. and they've been having 15 burn unit patients, you know, 
you get tired out, you miss a patient, you miss uh, you misdiagnose, you you miss uh, you mishandle the situation, and then bad things happen. So the biggest proponent of this is to say it's going to increase patient safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, for folks that are nurses, and this is what I hear a lot from nurses, is that it's such a tough and tiring job, and the burnout rate is so high. Um, this is supposed to help alleviate that by taking a lot of stress off of the nurses. Right. Um, yeah. So this. So do you think that uh, the people who came up with the uh, with question one are trying to save nurses from being stretched too thin? Well, that's exactly what it is. Uh, the people that put this forward is the Massachusetts uh, Union for Nurses. Uh, they represent about twenty percent of all nurses in Massachusetts, and they're the ones that have been pushing for this for years. So this is the nurses saying we are uh, uh, have too many patients. You should help us out, and therefore you'll help the patients out. By limiting the amount of patients we can work with. Exactly, yeah. This is the Nurses Association came out and say, this is a thing that we've been needing for a while. This is really important. Help us help you. It's patient safety. It reduces wait times. Mm-hmm. It's just all around good. Why would people vote no on it then? So the no, the no campaign has uh, been doing a very, very, very good job uh, at convincing a lot of folks um, about certain things. And also, they have a much easier job. So people would vote no because, well, their arguments are that, number one, uh, it puts such a financial burden on hospitals because they have to hire all these Mm. new nurses that it could force some community hospitals to close. And I could get into a little bit later about Mm. why that may be a false argument. Uh, Another one is just the usual conservative line when they say, you can't put strict government ratios on nurses and you can't uh, override their professional judgment. Um, But my own personal conversations that I've had with the folks from the uh, the no on one on campaign have not really satisfied, hmm. responded to my satisfaction. Uh, and I think that it's 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 worth dis- dis- discussing that in a little bit more detail. So what you're saying is the the no campaign is is not doesn't want to wants to leave it up to the nurses, right, to determine how many patients they can have. They want uh, the nurses and their own quote professional judgment to be able to say, you know what, I can take on more than this artificial limit that they want to put on me. I want to take care of all the patients I can. And if I'm, you know, the best nurse in Boston or the best nurse in Massachusetts, I should be able to do that, mm-hmm. right? But my, I suppose my immediate retort in my head to that is that that is why nurses, like most people who work as nurses are incredible human beings. Absolutely. And therefore are going to put all their patients before themselves and it lends itself to them stretching themselves too thin. And it that's how you end up with uh, nurses that are burnt out. Does yeah. that sound about right? Very much so. Uh, yeah, very much so. And what, when, when, with the, dig a little deeper on what you said about um, community hospitals. So if oh, this right. artificial, <laughs> so if this artificial limit is put in, right? And obviously the, if you want to go to the website, is it uh, mass.gov, ma.gov? Uh-huh. They have all this on here. The they have the summaries. Uh, they they it'll show you the actual numbers on the patients, and it'll it'll depend. The maximum number of patients per registered nurse would vary by type of unit and level of care. Yeah, and that's a big deal that the the no campaign doesn't talk about. Uh, so basically, if you're in um, if you're in an ICU, there already is a patient limit in an ICU. Mm. The patient limit in an ICU, I believe, is one to five. So I think it's one nurse for five patients. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're in um, if you're in behavioral health or a kind of uh, a psychiatric unit, that also might be a little bit lower. You might need more one-on-one time. But you know, if you go to the hospital for um, I don't know, if you show up there in the drunk tank. It's yeah. okay to have 15 patients to one nurse yes. and just sit in there sobering up at MGH. Yes. Been there. 
Yeah? No, no, what? No, We've Never seen, actually. We have both seen in our time uh, oh, on Lansdowne Street, we've seen people get put into the drunk tank. Yeah, absolutely. But, but thankfully not ourselves. I was the one who had to tell people, hey, get out of here before you get put in the drunk tank. Yeah. Um, oh, Lansdowne. Oh, Lansdowne indeed. Actually, uh, that's like the one place that I think I've seen the least amount of craziness going oh, on. Th- oh, yeah, I take it as a compliment. Thank you. Stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, the so So... It sounds like to me, Corey, that you are in the camp of voting yes on this question and putting these limits in. So, do you, I really, and you don't have to, and you don't have to say whether you do or not. You, I, you know, you can remain as partial or impartial as you want to on this pot. You're free to speak your mind. Yeah, I, I think I, I really do waver. Uh, I definitely am, at least today, more in the yes camp. Um, there's a couple reasons that that I might not, um, and all of them have really nothing to do with the actual ballot question itself, but more so the vehicle of it. Um, today I am leaning yes a lot. If you speak to a progressive, a progressive at any kind of government, state, city, local, speak to a progressive at the state level, um, they're all going to say vote yes. Progressives are with them, unions are with them, and that's kind of why I'm leaning. Um, one of the reasons that I consider not voting for this is um, it's just so broad and prescriptive and is such, such a stark change. Um, I mean, this would really kind of upend our system. Uh, it would really putting these limits in putting the limits in it really would change so much to the way that healthcare is delivered the costs surrounding it we have no idea what's going to happen with healthcare costs they say um, they did this in California so California has already done this they did in 2004 they already put in the limits for nurses so California did this exact same thing in 2004 um, there are a lot of differences between California and Massachusetts <laughs> yeah. um, namely that Massachusetts already has the best hospitals in the country yeah and um, some of the best hospitals in the world some of those hospitals in the world absolutely um, but in California, two of the main arguments the no on campaign used didn't materialize. So their two main arguments were hospitals are going to close, some of the community hospitals are going to close, and also it's going to bring wait times um, way up. That people are going to have to wait to get... Okay. Yes. Um, both of those didn't happen in California. In they the 14 years since they implemented it. Yep. In the 14 years since they implemented it, they did not happen. Um, then again, you know... California hospitals are very different from Massachusetts hospitals uh, for a lot of different reasons. Another, another reason is that uh, Massachusetts hospitals do a lot more research, a lot of research. And so even though there's all those healthcare costs, a lot of those do go toward some pretty important and amazing stuff that goes on. I don't know if you ever ride the T and you see any of those studies that they post all the time. Yeah. I mean, that's the healthcare costs are what fund that. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's a shame that's where it has to come from. Um, but they really do some groundbreaking stuff. So it is, it is a big change and that is what I have a little bit of hesitation do you, around yeah, it's definitely a big change I in your gut do you think that com- some community hospitals around Massachusetts would have to close by if these implements were limit you know uh, limits were implemented I personally think that's a big red herring uh, something <clears throat> right. that people don't talk everyone says the community hospitals but no one realizes that there really are only a few actual community hospitals left. And they're mostly just in name. Uh, a lot of the bigger hospitals or corporations have bought them up. So if they were to close down, which is a possibility, it wouldn't even be the community hospitals closing down. It would be... Corporate bigger, hospitals? Would, yes, exactly. Um, but at the same time, um, they probably wouldn't because they make... Those community hospitals, they really make all their revenue from their ERs. In, in the greater Boston area, you get a lot of research... Again, as I spoke about earlier, mm-hmm. where you get a lot of the revenue from, uh, those are ER strictly. And there are very few hospitals that um, out in western Massachusetts, you already have, you already stretched them. So I do not think you would see them close. All right. That's, yeah, that's fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. I, 
I'm interested to talk to some of my friends who are nurses about this and hear what they have to say. I always just shake my head whenever I hear somebody who's a nurse because I just can't really imagine going through the hours and the stress of trying to work a 12-hour shift at a hospital as a nurse. It's just a lot. Um, This is supposed to help alleviate that. It's supposed to help make it way easier. The idea that we could could, uh, bring stress levels down and not have as many nurses burn out is... Seems that's... I would probably tend... To lean toward yes as well on that. But, yeah. you're, you know, we hopefully we laid out the argument on both sides there and you can make whatever decision you want. Uh, thank you, Corey. That was good. So now the I, I'd, I'd like to think that, the as we said in our pre-production meeting, that's what we're putting that, uh-huh. dinner yeah, with absolutely. our pre-production meeting, oh, yeah. that questions two and three are a lot less muddy than question one. And I believe that to be the case. Do you want to talk oh, yeah. a little bit about question two? Sure. So question two really isn't that crazy. Uh, it just creates an unpaid board. Creates a committee. It's a committee. It's a 15-person committee of citizens who get together and make a report about money and politics. Um, what I find really interesting about this one isn't the committee itself. It's the long-term goals of the committee. Um, we have a really unique opportunity in Massachusetts right now um, to kind of build the bedrock of the case to overturn Citizens United. Hmm. And that's what this is about. This report will be used, at least I think is what it's building toward, um, if there it ever comes to the Supreme Court again. Um, this is a case that will definitely be used if we elect a board to do so if we pass the ballot question. So the whole point is really to begin building the case for against Citizens United to have it overturned. And for those, for those out there listening who don't know what Citizens United is... Citizens United was the Supreme Court decision that basically said corporations have, have the right to free same, speech and have they have the same, the same laws, rights. same yes. rights as a human being. Yes, which is why you see so many, um, which is why lobbyists have really taken off. I mean, mm-hmm. They've always been there, but now corporations can donate immense amounts of money to candidates and to causes, and because uh, they're human beings, because they're, right, yeah, exactly, <laughs> they're human beings, yeah, exactly, because they're human beings. That's yeah. I just just saying that out loud always just makes me laugh. Oh, it's absolutely to stop absurd. from crying. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> happens a lot. Recently, the same, yeah. uh, definitely happens a lot recently. So the, the this this fifteen person committee, the goal is to try and take some of the big money out of politics. Yep, yep. And to to try and eventually down the road get it so that corporations have different rights than human beings do. You know, as it was for most of you know human history, history <laughs> up until. Since United. Right. What year past, was that? I think it was in the, it was in the 90s, I want to say. Yeah. Maybe a little bit later. And the so so if you vote yes, you're voting to create this committee. 2010. Yeah, I was Jeez. gonna say it is recent. Yeah. So eight years ago. Um if if you vote no, then you don't want the co- why would someone not want this committee to get made? If they're if they're not a lobbyist. Well, if they really like Citizens United, if they're really if they're all about the is the, is there sort of a, a a silver lining to the idea that corporations should have the same rights as human beings, Corey? Uh, like I would say pragmatically, no. I, would I would also say, say no, but I don't. Not. I mean, why? <laughs> there's just, there's no reason whatsoever at all, other than uh, uh, for shady reasons. If other you wanted, than for if, shady reasons yeah. and for for getting for specifically getting money into politics. All right, like, that's literally it. <laughs> I, I think that that is about as cut and dry as we could make that for that question. Um, yeah. I remember you talking to me in our pre-production meeting about question number three and saying that there's a little bit, it's maybe a little bit less simple than I thought it was. Not only yeah. because of the way it's framed, but because of who 
pose the question and why? Yeah, uh, there's some interesting stuff going on here with question three. So, um, so question three. Oftentimes with a ballot question, ballot questions are usually used to implement a new law, like we saw with recreational marijuana, mm-hmm. uh, like we're seeing with the nurses, um, mm-hmm. and some other stuff that we've done. This one, however, is being proposed to take away a law, which you don't often see. It's very much a referendum on a 2016 law. Mm-hmm. The 2016 law that we passed is an awesome one that's the best and is great. It prevents discrimination for LGBTQ folks and for transgender folks. Um, basically, that you can't op- discriminate on the basis of gender in any what's the what's in the any phrase? public setting, right? And people, especially the uh, the yes camp the yes campaign on this one. The yes campaign? No, it's the no. The campaign. no campaign. See, okay, I'm, I'm yeah, yep. Then this yeah. is this is why this is why we're talking about this. Exactly. Um, the campaign that is against transgender rights, I should just say, um, they basically take public spaces and boil it down to bathrooms and locker rooms. Um, that's their big argument, but it extends so much more. It's mm-hmm. it's restaurants. It's any kind of sporting facility. It's the sidewalk. It's the subway. It's any public place that's basically not your house. Or if you were to own something else, if you were to like your uh, yeah. So so the no campaign. Yes. The no um, the no campaign is trying to say no. Okay okay so so exactly so, yeah exactly exactly. exactly. Um, basically, a yes vote on this means that you're okay with this law. Now this law has been in place since 2016. So if you have been okay with how everything has been going. With those rights in Massachusetts for the past two years, then you just vote yes. And yeah, so if you're voting yes, you're upholding transgender non-discrimination protections. Absolutely. Yeah. A, a yes vote upholds those rights. A no vote takes away those rights. Takes that out of the law and lets people discriminate based on gender in any public setting. Yes, absolutely. Yep, yep, yep. So who put that in there and why? Like, put that qu- pose that question. Yeah, so it's a coalition. It's called Keep Massachusetts Safe. And it's... um. They, really so do these people want to uh, discriminate based on gender? Keep Massachusetts safe, or do not? Yes, they want to. They want to repeal. They want. They, they want, want to repeal. It. Okay. And they call. I'm looking at their website right now. They call it the bathroom and locker room law, mm. which is again this, their big talking point. Right. Um, the and so look so at this, look at this logo. So so yeah, wow. So the logo, uh, you kid. This is this is not ideal podcast fodder, but oh so keep uh, keep masafe.org and you can go there if you want to have a good laugh. It says no on three. So these people want to take away the transgender non discrimination protections. It's a picture of a, a female, like the female bathroom thing, and then it's a picture of a guy standing on a toilet peering over the stall to. The lady. It's actually absurd. I yeah. have no idea this existed. This is absurd. Wow. But that's. I mean, that's the kind of that's the kind of folks that put this forward. It's 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 just an incredibly, uh, uh not based in reality, radical take. And the really frightening thing about it, and uh, I'm not sure whether or not they they collected these signatures in the same confusing way that they kind of presented the ballot question, but they, I mean, to get this on the ballot, you need to get thirty thousand folks to sign. And they got about 33,000 signatures. I don't know where they did it or when they did it or how they posed the question, but they got the signatures, which is kind of a little concerning in Massachusetts. That is concerning, yeah. Um, But again, just to reiterate, uh, because it's so confusing, a yes vote on question three upholds all the rights of the people that deserve their civil rights, and a no vote revokes those rights. So if you want 
transgender people and uh, to not get discriminated against, you vote yes. You absolutely vote you yes. You vote yes. Yes. Uh, that's and that's certainly where I st- stand on that. I believe that's where you stand on that, Corey. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and that's and that and those are the three questions. And, and now, correct me if I'm wrong, Corey. Didn't we have like six or seven questions on the ballot in 2016? We had way more questions than three. Am I crazy? We at least had five. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, is it kind of? I, 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 this is a, a, a question that is happening organically. That's just to satisfy my curiosity mm-hmm. on most. Uh, uh, midterm or election years, do you have more than three questions in a given state? It is very wildly. Are there sometimes only? Is there sometimes only one question? Is it just dependent on whether people there's enough issues where people want to round up thirty thousand signatures or whatever number of signatures you need in a given state? Yeah, it really depends on that. Um, we actually would have had six on the ballot this coming election as well. Uh, it's just before things get to the ballot, they kind of got taken care of. So one of the things the legislature wants to do is the legislature never really likes when ballot questions come forward because it's a way to just make law without going through the legislative process, and they don't like that. So that's why we still... How dare you avoid our red tape? Well, exactly. But, I mean, <laughs> think about recreational marijuana. That was passed a year ago, and there's not one. There's none. They're still, they're still giving out the permits. Um, the legislature doesn't like it for partly good reason and partly not. Um, you know, the people that write these ballot questions, they write it in a specific way and they're almost always put forth by a certain association that is looking to get something out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so sometimes the legislative process is good and sometimes it does drag feet. Um, but really interestingly, some of the things that we avoided voting on because the legislature took care of it this year, uh, one of the things is called the grand bargain. Which the grand I, bargain? It's called the, yeah, it's very funny. There's a rep from the the South End. His name's Angelo Scotia, and he was like, "And it's the grand bargain." <laughs> when he talked about the grand floor. It was hilarious, actually. And then he also sang "Sound of Silence" at the podium. Ooh. Uh, that was a different one. That was actually pretty heated. That was pretty cool. He sang um, Simon and Garfunkel. He sang Simon at, and Garfunkel. Wow. He was calling out the speaker for uh, there was a, there was a whole sexual harassment thing that went on in the state house. Um, pretty crazy stuff. And he just got on the podium and sang Sound of Silence because the speaker wasn't acknowledging it. It was it was actually pretty sick. Wow. Yeah, he's a, he's a cool guy. Scotcha. Angelo Scotcha from the South End. Yeah. And what's the, the grand bargain? Yeah, so the grand bargain was... Um, I used to know a hell of a lot more than I do now. It was about wages in restaurants and stuff. It came... Yeah. So there was going to be a ballot question. I think, if I remember, it was about instituting minimum wages... Yeah, it was about instituting minimum minimum wages for um, for folks that work in restaurant settings because you know bartenders, waiters, bus people, kitchen it's, staff. It's all dependent. A lot of them are dependent on tips, and they actually get paid way less than minimum wage, right? Yes, exactly. Um, That's so, something that I came into contact with constantly. Now, granted, a lot of the now with the tips, a lot of my uh, uh, coworker, former coworkers, and friends at Lansdowne. Um, who were bartenders made made great money, but it was because of the tips and that their hourly was only mm-hmm. three four dollars an hour. Yeah, and so this grand bargain was going to raise that wage. So it raises the minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour. Um, and I don't. I actually don't think. I remember uh, I was in a debate where they brought in the folks from restaurants, and I don't think they actually got that one into the grand bargain. Uh, but what it does do is it raises the minimum wage to $15 an hour in a couple of years. And this is when they put in the paid family medical leave. And it also, uh, this year they decided to do a permanent sa- sales tax holiday, which is always fun for everybody. But the big <laughs> one is 
you put, you you raise a, you create a fifteen dollar minimum wage, which is awesome, and you also threw in paid family and medical leave, which is fantastic for. And this got taken care of before it even got on the ballot. Yes, because there were two separate ballot questions. One was about minimum wage, and the other was about paid family and medical leave. So the way that they took both of those off the ballot question and crafted it in a way that would work le- legislative wise, they just made this bill. And they wanted, to t- they wanted to take care of it before it went to the public. So, killing two birds with one stone, hence the grand bargain. Yes, hence the grand bargain. All right. Absolutely. Uh, and nice. then there was one other one. Oh, yes. The famous millionaire's tax. Are you the, familiar with that The one millionaire's tax. The millionaire's no, go tax. on. All right. So, this is a really cool idea that was put forward. It's been kicking around for a while. Uh, the state of Massachusetts wanted to implement a new tax on folks that make over a million dollars a year. Uh-huh. And those folks would pay a certain tax on their income and that tax would go strictly to transportation and education so if you're like me and that's pretty your, cut and dry it's yeah it's real yeah cut that's and dry. that's very simple yeah it's awesome especially because i live my whole life on the green line and i would yeah. really love to see some yeah more fun absolutely in that. Like, really 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 it's just really. some less less squeaks like 20 percent less squeaks 20 percent less squeaks <laughs> and 50 percent more capacity yes that'd be awesome and someone who's ridden the orange line spent more hours on the orange line maybe than he spent Ooh. in a car yeah. It's like, like it's close. Uh, I too would love to see more money put into transportation and education. You can yeah. never put enough money into education. So the interesting thing about this is that it went to the state supreme court, and the state supreme court struck it down. Um, how many of the, how many how many of them were millionaires? No, I'm kidding. Oh god. Probably <laughs> <all of them. laughs> but but they they struck it down for did they give a reason? They did. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the reason had to do with the procedure. Or it was some reason that wasn't actually... About the bill, necessarily? It wasn't about the idea. So all they did was they kept it from the ballot on this term, but it left room for legislation around it. So if the legislature wanted to create the millionaire's tax, they still could. Well, let's hope they do. Well, they might. Uh, I don't know. I'd love to know exactly how many millionaires reside in Massachusetts and what that ratio is to... Non non millionaires and I think that how you much would be they surprised. get. I I th- I think I would be too. Yeah, and I, I would love to know that number. But uh, in any case, hopefully that piece of legislature comes up uh, in uh, two years, four years, whatever uh, time frame. Yeah, and we've given you uh, our best uh, adv- not advice, but information and maybe a little bit of of uh, bias about. Where we stand on questions <laughs> one, two, which, which, which is, which is you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that we're not biased, and every human being is biased. There's no such thing as a neutral human being, not really. And according to Citizens United, there are neutral corporations because they are all human beings. That that is that is brutal. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a rough one. So vote yes on all, all of them? them. I think. I think. Yeah, vote yes on all of them. Vote yes on one so that you can uh, put in uh, patient limits for the nurses so that they're not burnt out and stretched too thin. Oh, yeah. Vote yes on two so that this committee can get created so they can eventually take the mo- big money out of politics and make sure that corporations uh, uh, are, do not have the same rights as human beings. And vote yes on three so that the... Oh, God. I just forgot. Uh, so that uh, trans the rights of transgender people uh, and can't be... Um, violated. Yeah, and most importantly, just vote, vote, Period. vote. Period. Just make sure you get out there and have your voices Even heard. if you vehemently disagree completely with everything Corey and I said, please vote. Yeah, absolutely. I <laughs> yeah, mean, please it's vote. It's all about getting involved, and if you guys have some extra time, 
Uh, we could really use some help in other states, and also our gal Elizabeth Warren could also use some help volunteering. Love so it. definitely reach out to folks that you know and get involved on the phones, on the doors. It's some pretty important stuff. Corey, I have one uh, little tidbit uh, tangent to have uh, before we leave here, and that is... October's your favorite month. (laughs) October's your favorite month. I wanted to clear out for you and let you sort of explain to the people why October is your favorite month. Because you said, I believe you. I believe you had. I believe. I believe you had a thing on your Instagram story that was October is the best month. Changed my mind. And yeah. it was a great, a great photo of you looking very stoic in the sun behind you and everything. Why is October your favorite month? I mean, there's so many different reasons. Number one, I'm just a fall weather guy. Like this morning, I woke up and as I was thinking about how excited I was for the podcast, I put my big jacket on, sweater weather. You know, you got to prep for it, but it's just nice. You go outside, you breathe in the crisp, clean air. You <laughs> step on the leaves. They're beautiful and orange and glorious. It's just... It's just all in good vibes when you're walking around. And on top of that, I mean, come on. You've got October baseball. you got the playoff baseball coming mm-hmm. in. Socks in the World Series. Woo! You have the sports equinox. You have all four Boston teams playing right now. Yeah, exactly. Like, you get to start <laughs> a hockey season. I finally got back on the rink last week. It felt great. You got I on love the rink. hockey. Oh, yeah, dude. I, um, I have no balance, man. I'm too tall. Big tree fall hard. Yeah, you gotta, I love skating. I don't know how to stop. I don't know how to stop on skates. It's a whole different kind of athleticism. I think hockey's probably the best sport to see live. Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah. I've only been to a couple Bruins games, but it's something else watching them fly around like that. And I don't know how they don't murder each other. Yeah, well, they do sometimes. <laughs> they do sometimes. Uh, yeah, breaking boards. Do you think that people on the West Coast, you know, uh, the Cali people who are at Sunshine uh, 365, they're missing out? Well, I'd like to remind you that the LA Kings have won a couple uh, Stanley Cups. No, no, recently. no, 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 no! I don't mean hockey-wise. I mean missing out on fall, missing out on October. Dude, absolutely! Yeah. Are you kidding yeah. me? Look, like, look. So sun, you would, so you sun, wouldn't trade it for the the seventy and dry. Mo- excuse me, most of the year, you wouldn't trade it. Absolutely not. You know, I get my seventy and dry. Yeah, I get my ninety-one, and oh my god, the green line is out of air conditioning <laughs> again because it happens. Like, I get that. I don't need it all the time. You know what I need? I need my jean jacket. Yeah. I need a nice breeze and a big old stein of Harpoon Oktoberfest. Oh, yeah. Maybe Harpoon Fly on Friday. <laughs> Maybe some Aeronaut. I'm, I don't know. Big beer guy. October has the best beer months, too. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. That's the reason why Oktoberfest is in October and called Oktoberfest. Oh, right? yeah. Uh, I want us to do one more thing, and that's another uh, AJ Fighting Fire with Fire staple, and that is so hot right now. Hashtag so hot right now. Get in touch with the show anytime you want. Um, At the AJ Rose Show on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Email us, ajroshow at gmail.com. Leave us a comment on Facebook, facebook.com slash the AJ Rose Show, and tell us what you think is so hot right now. It can be anything. It could be voting. It could be the midterms are so hot right now. They are. It can confirm they are hot. It can confirm they are hot. Uh, It could be... A song, a book, an album, a movie, a person, a article of clothing. It can be whatever you want to be. Just give us your recommendations on what is so hot right now. Corey, do you have a so hot right now recommendation for us? I'm putting you on the spot. I mean, it might be, hey, it might have to be Illuminati Hotties. Illuminati Oh, hotties. dude, it's gotta be. Uh, I have been listening to this song for a couple days because my good friend Eddie Brown made me a playlist of his favorite indie rock songs of 2018. And the song, You're Better Than Ever by Illuminati Hotties, uh, which is just a song, such a, I think it's underrated that whatever your band name is should be fun to say. It's yeah. fun to say Illuminati Hotties. Oh, yeah. And that song, You're Better Than Ever, has been blasting uh, in my room here in Rosendale for several days. So that's your So Hot Right Now recommendation. Uh, my So Hot Right Now recommendation is the fact that 
the Boston Red Sox are in the World Series starting tomorrow night. And it's the 16th uh, championship series that a Boston sports team has been in since the Patriots faced the Rams in Super Bowl 36 in February 2002. Boston teams are 10 and 5 in those, oh, yeah. in those, which is an incredible ratio. It's why we're the most insufferable, just awful sports fans to deal with <laughs> ever. And uh, those five losses um, were all heartbreaking. So the Giants, was, Giants, 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 Blackhawks. Oh, yeah, Blackhawks. brutal. The Lakers for the Celtics. And, LA. and the Eagles last year. So, what the long story short is, Boston never gets manhandled in a championship series. The Red Sox are not going to get, you know, discarded by the Dodgers. It's going to either be a great series or the Red Sox are going to kill them. Either way, watch baseball, even though it's way too cold and the season should totally be ended in September and they should shorten the season. Um, get out of here, AJ. No, come on. I need my October ball. Summer sport. I need my October too cold. Ball. You want to be wearing a scarf in, in Fenway in October? I don't it's know. It's all part of the game. Yeah, I guess it is all part of the game. Dude, I'm lining up tomorrow. You're lining up? Oh, yeah. Well, they have a student ticket deal. And this guy still got a student ID. Oh no, kidding! Well, I hope yeah, you, I, you're trying. You're trying to go to the game. You're yeah, trying absolutely. to go to game. Oh, I'm trying to go to game one for nine bucks. To, for nine, nine bucks. That's less than what like a beer is inside Fenway Park. It is half the price of what a beer <laughs> is inside Fenway Park. You're right. <laughs> go Sox, Corey. How do you think this went? How do you think your fighting fire, fighting fire with fire debut went? You know, uh, I wish I came in better circumstances. I wish it wasn't so frightening. And oh my God, all these elections coming up. Yes, uh, it is scary. But I think it went well. I think, you know, it's it's good to inform folks. And Illuminati Hyde is just so damn good. I'll be bumping out on the way home. Um, will you come back on the pod, dude? I would love to come back on the pod. Absolutely, you're the best. For Corey Asman, and am I saying that right? Yeah. It is Asman. Okay, yeah. just making sure. For Corey Asman, I'm AJ Rose. This has been Fighting Fire with Fire. We love you guys. Go vote. Go Sox. Fuck Mitch McConnell, and I'll see you guys next time. Cheers.